Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me again. Uh, We're in the Gospel of John, and we saw in our last episode that Jesus has just come out of the temple after having quite a confrontational encounter with the uh, religious leadership. These folks were trying to kill him, trying to uh, uh, do away with him because they knew that he was problematic to their lifestyle. That's what it boils down to, okay? So we're in chapter 9 of John. Watch what happens. In verse uh, verse 1, let's start there. As he passed by, and remember this is as Jesus is coming out of the temple area, they were seeking to stone him. They'd grab stones to throw at him, and Jesus hid himself in some form or fashion. It may mean that he was hiding behind a pillar. Okay, I'll grant you that. I simply don't know. But when you look at it, particularly the King James translation where it said that he hid himself, and then he walked out through the court and passed through their midst, okay, that he walked right through the middle of them, that's not really a very good way to hide yourself if you're visible, okay? So he passed by them, and he comes out of the temple area. In verse 1 says he saw a man blind from birth. Now, Jesus wasn't fleeing, trying to get away from them because they were about to stone him. He was leaving because the Father had told him it was time to leave. So he left. Verse 2, and his disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? (coughs) Excuse me. Now, isn't that a great question? I mean, that is a great question right there. But the question itself reveals some serious things. Their default position was this person has a physical infirmity. There's something wrong with him. And since he has this physical infirmity and there's something wrong with him, then there must be fault to be laid at somebody's feet. Okay, Somebody must have sinned for him to be like this. And this was the mindset, and this is what was taught, okay? This is what was taught by the uh, Jewish leadership, that somebody had sinned, and he was born this way. So from their perspective, there were only two candidates for the sinners. It was either going to be the man himself or the parents. So with that, listen to the question again. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he would be born blind? So he was born blind. So are they saying that this man had sinned in utero or that he had sinned before he was even conceived when he was before the Most High God, before he came to earth? You know, what were they saying? Well, they were basically saying that. They wanted to lay the blame, and they thought that there was fault defined because there was an infirmity. Now, Jesus' answer here just blows all this stuff out of the water. I mean, it just... It really messes with, as they would say, their theology. Verse 3, Jesus answered, It was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now that right there was not even a concept that anybody would even consider. It wasn't that the man had sinned. Well, yes, the man had sinned at some time in his life because all have sinned. The parents had sinned. But no, his physical infirmity, his physical situation wasn't because of sin, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. 
what what works of God were to be displayed in a blind man, someone who's sitting outside right here, likely begging, okay, asking for alms to get by. What would be the works of God to be displayed? And we're about to see in just a moment what it is that Jesus is going to heal him. But do you ever consider that? Okay, do you ever consider that perhaps the situation that is in your life right now is something that is allowed to be there so that the works of God might be displayed? Uh, I think about that all the time. I think, well, Lord, you know, uh, what is, <laughs> here's the way it usually goes. Okay, God, let's say something's going down, something's happening you don't like, uh, you're frustrated with. God, what is it that is in the days yet to come, in the future? What is going to occur in the future? that this right here is preparatory to your works being displayed through me. It's an entirely different mindset. Now, I'm not talking about when we've sinned and we bear the punishment for that, for instance. You know, uh, I'm not saying uh, somebody says, oh, oh, I'm being persecuted because I got a speeding ticket. No, you got a speeding ticket because you were doing 95 in the 65 zone. Okay, that's not being persecuted. Okay, but if you ever consider that, that the things that we're going through right now are preparatory and laying the groundwork for the works of God to be displayed. And we're thinking like, well, maybe tomorrow or the next day. This was this man's entire life. He had been born blind. He had never seen. Think about that. He had never seen before. And this is so important because this is an extended account right here. It's a long account of what happens. And it really builds on what we saw in the eighth chapter in the confrontation with Jesus and the Jewish leadership. But it shows you the heart and the compassion of the Lord. Because as he is passing by, as he's coming out of something that was very confrontational, I mean, something where the adrenaline would have been pumping. Yes, even in Jesus, because he was totally human. Okay, that the adrenaline would be pumped. He comes out and he sees a man blind from birth. He sees the man. He doesn't say anything to him yet. And his disciples ask him, because the disciples see Jesus seeing this guy. And they ask him, teacher, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he'd be born blind? Read verse 3 again. Jesus answered, it was neither that this man sinned nor his parents, but it was so that the works of God might be displayed in him. Now, verse 4, Jesus continues to speak. We must work the works of him who sent me as long as it is day. Notice how uh, he continues to emphasize this, even to his disciples with him there, that he was sent. And the one that sent him is the one that's doing the works. He said, we need to do this as long as it's day. Night is coming when no one can work. People sometimes ask, well, what is that talking about? I mean, you know, a time coming when no one can do the works of the Lord. Well, if nothing else, in the immediate future, soon, uh, Jesus was going to be killed. And there was going to be a three-day and a three-night period. Yes, three full days, three full nights. I've actually done several podcasts of that, so you can go find those, <laughs> you know, about the timing of what we call Holy Week. But um, during that time, the disciples were hiding. During that time, they thought all those all hope was lost. During that time, it was a time of darkness when no one could do any works. Okay, Sometimes people say, oh, this is talking about the end times, the days yet to come. Uh, no, I don't think so. Because in the end times, yeah, it's going to be dark times. Yeah, it's going to be problematic. It's going to be really hard on the Jewish people in the church because they will undergo the great tribulation of Satan. Yes, 
the church will undergo the great tribulation. I also have done a series of podcasts on that. Scripture is real clear about that. Uh, but in the midst of when the church and the Jews are undergoing the great tribulation, there's a tremendous outpouring of the Spirit. Okay, And it's not like you're not able to do work. It's just going to be a very difficult time. Jesus is saying, you know, we need to continue doing what we're doing right now because there's going to be a dark time about to come. Verse 5, our last verse today. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And I think that gives us more interpretive insight right there as to what he was talking about. He says, as long as I'm in the world. Now, Jesus is in the world at all times because he created the world. He spoke the world into existence. But what he's saying is, as long as I am in this corporeal existence right now, what has described in Philippians that he took on this creation, stepped into time. While I'm in this world, I am the light of the world. So he showed him that. Here, I'm the light of the world right now, but I'm going to be taken out of here. And when I'm taken out of here, there's going to be a dark time when no one can do any work. But that's going to be a very short, a very brief time. Then verse 6, we'll continue next time because our time's up right now. But Jesus does an amazing thing, which transforms not only in the life of this blind man, but many, many, many others that continue to see this account. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me. I'll see you again later.